to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just got fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Now, say what you want about that. That is not an agenda that very many American families are sitting across the dinner table from each other saying, oh man, I wish we could make D.C. a state or I wish we could pack the Supreme Court. No, that's not what people have on their mind. They're concerned about gas prices, crime, the border, all the disorder around the world. That's what they're concerned about. They're doing that, though. The left wants to do that because their goal is not to make our country great. It's to marginalize the conservative half of the country. They want us to be powerless. They want us to be voiceless. They want us to be second-class citizen. And what are these ideological aims? The woke is the new religion of the left. And this is what they have in mind. That's why they want CRT, because they want to divide the country. That's why they remove statues of Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln and Teddy Roosevelt. Take George Washington's name off schools because they want to erase that history. They want to delegitimize our founding institutions. And they want to replace that with their left-wing ideology as the foundational principles of our modern-day society. Wokeism is a form of cultural Marxism. It is not just about raising taxes or bad economic policy. It's about tearing at the fabric of our society and trying to replace it with something that will be much, much more sinister. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wokeism. Governor Ron DeSantis says wokeism is a form of cultural Marxism, and he is 100% correct because wokeism is what caused well, actually, they were all birthed at the same time. Isn't it kind of funny that after Barack Hussein Obama came on the scene and they started using groups like BLM and then BLM started pushing wokeism and then wokeism spilled over into Antifa and then wokeism became really just a um, really just a, a tactic of the left, a tactic of the anarchist, a tactic of the Marxist, a tactic of the progressive, of the socialist, of the communist. That is wokeism. So it's really nice to see that the uh, slogan for this year's CPAC is awake, not woke. We are awake, not woke, because we are in a culture war right now at this moment. Make no mistake about it. We are in a cultural war. We are in an information war. And we are literally in a civil war internally in just a very different way than the original civil war was. We are divided now more than ever. 
we have two different ways of thinking as it, as it uh, pertains to uh, the, the values of this country and where we want this country to go forward. And we're at a crossroads. The question is, which one will prevail? Now, if we continue to get a number of strong mind, uh, strong-willed people like Ron DeSantis in this Republican Party, then we will prevail. If we allow these woke uniparty rhinos to continue to run this Republican Party, then we will lose. It's really that simple. So we have the blueprint. We have the tools. We have the people. We just now need to make sure that we have the unification and the loyalty to one another in order to finally get that done. Now, usually, usually we save what I'm about to do towards, you know, for a little bit later into the show, but I think it's really appropriate right now, this early into the show, to go ahead and give the Smarty Award of the day to somebody who definitely deserves it, who has worked tirelessly over these last couple of years to make sure that the people who elected him into his, uh, into his governorship um, made sure that he's representing them the way that they want to be represented, and that is Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor Ron DeSantis, you, my friend... Ron DeSantis gets the Smarty Award of the day. And thank you to the producer for making that new beautiful Smarty Award animation. Um, I think it fits, don't you? I think if anybody was to get the Smarty Award, it would be that guy. I mean, for the entire year of last year. Now, I know we gave the Patriot Award to Steve Bannon, but I'll tell you what, Ron DeSantis was right up there as well. And the people of Florida are very, 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 very um, lucky to have somebody like Ron DeSantis. But I think we're going to see a lot more Ron DeSantis's pop up all over the country this year. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, CPAC is, is fully kicked off now, and we've got I, – I think CPAC is changing. I think CPAC is changing a little bit. I don't think it was the way it has been. I don't think it is the way it has been, uh, been in the past. We've had a lot of elitists and a lot of people that were rhinos – who have attended CPAC over the years. But ladies and gentlemen, it truly is becoming, very quickly, Trump's organization, Trump's event. And it has been taken over by America First MAGA, ladies and gentlemen. And it's truly a great thing to see. We're going to have Ben Berkwam come into the show a little bit later on tonight so that he can uh, report from CPAC um, about that and many Many other things. I'd like to do some shout-outs if I can right now. So if anybody's watching on Rumble, we're going to go there to Rumble first. And if you're not watching on Rumble and you want to follow us on Rumble, just go uh, to rumble.com and find Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. It's that easy. And if you can't find it that way, then just go to jeremyharrell.com and you can link to every social media that I am a part of from that front page, okay? And that's a good way to follow me on Rumble, Getter, and everywhere else. So I'd like to say hello to Melly. How you doing? Thank you for joining Live from America tonight. I appreciate you very much. Rosebud is in the building. Deb, good to see you. Brandon from South Dakota. Kelly, thank you for joining in. Zach, hello. How you doing? I appreciate you, my friend. Nolan is in the building. Um, we've got Barb. How you doing? We've got Mary from Arizona. Thank you for joining in on Rumble tonight. Ginny from Colorado is watching on Rumble. She's been here for a very long time, and we love her very much. Uh, Darlene from Michigan, good to see you. Terry Sue, Jan from Florida, welcome. I appreciate you. We're going to jump over to Getter real quick to, uh, to the Jeremy Harrell Getter page. And if you're not following me there and you, are, and you do have a Getter account, please, uh, please follow me there at Jeremy Harrell. And I will be on Truth Social very soon. Patsy WB is watching. How, how are you? Suzanne is watching on Getter. Good to see you. American Girl. Amanda Collins, God bless you. God bless Red Dog, who's watching on Real America's Voice Getter, as well as Animal Topper. How you doing? Ranger Field, good to see you. CJ Stevens, all the regulars over there. Thank you very much. Vicki Vale is watching on Getter. God bless you. Zachary White. And one more here. Let's give it to Covey W. Jeremy, pray for the Biden regime. Psalm 109, 620. Very, very wise words. Very, very wise words. Because we might not be in agreement with them, and we might literally be completely opposite in every way, shape, or form. But we do have to pray to, uh, pray to God for the Biden regime, because they need God more than ever. And speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and let's go to God now. Let's go to Jesus Calling tonight, 
And folks, you are locked and loaded right here. This is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire, as always. And it's a blessing to be here with you. It's a blessing from God that I get to be here with you every single day of the week. So here we go on this February 24th, year of our Lord, where we need him more now than ever, 2022. My unfailing love is your fuel. This supernatural source of energy flows through you freely as you look to me and trust. Not only does this increase your energy level, it also provides a pathway for me to love other people through you. You're, you play more, a more of an important role than you think, you guys. Colossians 1.29 says, To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. And 1 John 4.15 through 16 says, Whoever confessed that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And before you turn out the light tonight, my friends, let my limitless love energize and empower you as you live and love others. God uses every single one of his children in very, very mysterious ways, but it's always the right way. So stop fighting him for a change, please. If anybody out there has been on the fence, if anybody out there has been trying to get back to God, but something is not allowing them, please let it go. Get off the fence. Let him work through you. Let him use you to live and love others. It's It's the greatest thing that you could ever do. It's the greatest thing you could ever do. Let's lift our voices to God right now as one body of Christ by saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, as I said this morning, there's only one being that can save us from where we are in this world right now, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth, and we have to tell the truth as his children. We will be right back with more Live from America right after this. This is Real America's Voice News. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, and thank you to the Live family. Let's go ahead and do some, uh, let's go ahead and talk here. Now, I know there was a lot of stuff that I missed in the chat earlier today because of, uh, because of all the reporting that was happening, but I will let you know that Eli uh, does work um, as much as he possibly can to monitor the chat. Now, he's working throughout the show as well, so he can't be there to answer everything that everybody asks him. Just know that, and uh, please have a little bit of patience. Excuse me, I had to get situated there. Well, uh, please have a little bit of patience with Eli if he does not get right back to you. He is working on the show um, constantly, all day, every day. And uh, for all of you who are sending in those Rumble rants, just remember the Rumble rants are really what we um, are really what we rely on in order to to have a producer here. And I just made that leap, knowing that we could not take the next step in this studio the way this studio was built without a producer. So we're just gonna uh, we're just gonna pray in hopes that God will always provide. Um, and uh, for all those uh, f- who uh, continue to order off JeremyHarrell.com, I do want to let you all know now, if I can, uh, that anybody that orders over fifty dollars worth, uh, you'll probably get an email from my wife. Make sure you put your email in there when you order something. You'll probably get an email from my wife because she's gonna ask you what size and what color of a T-shirt you want for free, which will be a Live from America T-shirt, the logo. And anybody who orders over $100 worth will get a, uh, a free sweatshirt as well. So just keep that in mind and um, make sure that you, uh, like I said, make sure you put your email in so we know how to get a hold of you so we can ask you. Otherwise, it's going to be very, pretty hard uh, to reach out and find out what size you wear and what color you want. So sweatshirts only come in, in the one color, though. 
Um, Donnie C is in the building. How you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Thank you so very much. Barbara Peters, God bless you. I want to say to, to Jim and Barbara Peters, uh, my wife showed me the uh, card that you guys sent me, and we read it, and what a great, beautiful card. The velvet card with the velvet envelope. You guys really went through a lot of trouble. Now, I want to tell you guys a little story about Jim and Barbara Peters while we're on this commercial break, if you don't mind. And I first met them in Virginia um, at, uh, at the university there, Liberty University. And we were leaving. We were packed up. We were ready to go. And we seen uh, two people coming towards the bus like, they like, oh, no, we're, we're missing you. They, it took them forever to get there. They were late. And we were leaving. And guess what? We pulled that bus over and we stopped for what? Another half hour, 45 minutes, Barbara. And uh, we made the bus wait and we made the bus late. And that's what we do on that Save America Freedom Tour bus. Um, My pillow slippers ordered today with Live from America promo code. You're going to love them. I can promise you that. You're going to love them. Jeremy, I wish we would pay, pray for our troops. Well, remind me to do that at the end of the show because we are going to have a nice little tribute at the end of the show. And uh, remind me to do that in case, in case I forget. We'll say a prayer for the troops, definitely, because they're going to need it now more than ever. Uh, Carol, good to see you in Blue Springs. How are you? Jeremy said Biden would leave office last summer. Yes, I did. I did not think that his mental health and his health overall would last this long. I don't think anybody did. I thought he would be gone by the end of summer. So, looks like he's sticking around a little longer than we thought. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Um, Call Jeff out from Missouri. How you doing, Jeff? Good to see you from Missouri. All right, guys, if you could do me a favor and quickly, please... Share the video. We need 1,000 shares uh, at at the very minimum. We're going to get back into the show now for the first and foremost section. And um, got a lot to go through. And plus, we got Ben joining us pretty soon as well. So here we go. Folks, welcome back to Live from America here in New Hampshire. This is Real America's Voice News. And there's a lot going on in the world. So let's get to it right now. Here we go. First and foremost, put your cups up. Take your first slurp. And let's rock and roll, folks. We're supposed to be, the United States, we are supposed to be the superpower of the world. And what does that mean to be the superpower of the world? Well, it doesn't mean you're a dictator. It shouldn't anyway. It means that you are policing the world to make sure that we're keeping evil at bay. It means that you're strong. It means that you're powerful. It means that you're kind, compassionate. But it means that you don't take any crap from any kind of evil dictator. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, as this continues to unfold, it seems to me, and this is just my opinion, a lot of people may not agree with me, you may agree with me, that a lot of those evil dictators that we have tried so very hard over the last 60, 70 years to keep at bay, it seems to me that those very evil people have finally wormed their way into our very own government and our very own allies. My question is, and I'm not trying to defend anybody like Putin or anything. I think Putin is is a warmonger. I think he's a bully. I think he's doing the same exact thing that NATO and the United States is doing right now, and that is fighting for position. Everybody's fighting to claim a region. Everybody's fighting to claim a country. Everybody's laying claim to us to the same region. And even though that Ukraine is not part of NATO, They want it to be part of NATO. NATO as a whole, which includes the United States of America, want the same thing that Putin wants. The land, the region, the resources, the loyalty, the ally. And in some cases, ladies and gentlemen, you have to look at this and say Putin is trying to do the very same thing that that Trump was trying to do. And that is rid the region of globalist imperialism. And that is why President Trump took it to NATO so hard. That is why President Trump was hated by NATO. Because President Trump called out the evil that is in within NATO. And President Trump called each and every one of them out and held them accountable. And they didn't like it. So you have to really understand what NATO is, who NATO is made up of, why we're in this predicament to begin with, how long it's been going on, and who's at fault. It's really... It's really hard to say who's at fault because both sides have a lot of blame to be, to, to be laid on them. Both sides do. This is just disgusting, uh, unnecessary war. And like I said this morning, you know who's going to die. It's going to be the innocent people. You know who's going to suffer? The innocent people of every single country that's involved. Because of the decisions that these leaders make. Because of the decisions that these leaders make. 
And you would think that the U- that Ukraine is part of NATO the way we're trying to protect them, but they're not. Ukraine is not some free demo- uh, democracy. Ukraine is a very corrupt region where a lot of people around the world who are also corrupt use as a place to funnel money. It's a rich region, meaning that it's rich in resources, of course. Putin wants to spread out, and he wants to reclaim the Soviet Union. NATO wants to do the same thing, spread out and claim territories as part of NATO. It's all an endless power grab by elite globalists who know no bounds. And the only bounds that they ever do know or made aware of are the bounds that the people of those countries set for them. And ladies and gentlemen, I think we're moving more towards a worldwide revolution against elite globalist leaders than we are a world war of nations with each other. I think that's where we're more more than likely headed. But long story short, we need to understand who's who and why. So let's go through that, shall we? Let's actually go through that. And before we go through the who's who and the why and how long this is going on for, how long this has been going on for, I want to ask you a very simple question. Do you trust the mainstream media in the United States of America? And do you trust the leaders that are in control of everything right now as we speak? That's a very simple question that anybody that's watching this, whether they're right or left, whether they're right or left, that's a very simple question you should be able to ask yourself. My question is, is with such corrupt politicians as we have in this country and with such a corrupt media, which might be one of the worst in the world, who's made you believe all these years that you're living in a free country and that you have the freedom you think you have, how do we know, how do they know, I should say, what is best for the United States and the people of the United States concerning Ukraine? That's a very good question. With all that's going on in Ukraine, in the Ukraine, do United States politicians really have the best interest of the United States as their goal, or are they more interested in their own fortunes? It's another good question. So I'm going to pull up something for you here, and I want to do this little experiment where we go through this together. I don't want to tell you what to think. That's not my job. I am very opinionated, and this is more an opinionated show than really anything. Opinions on the facts that I give, I should say. But I want to bring this up and I want to go through this with you together. Okay? So, let's go ahead and I'm going to pull this over to the screen right now so you can see this. Now, this is is all tweets and messages put out by the following people. Hillary Clinton says, I am praying for the people of Ukraine. The world will hold Russia and Putin accountable for the human suffering And the destruction. Okay, we'll get it. We don't need to read anymore. But let's go over here to President Biden. Pretty much echoes the same thing. Let's go down here to Adam Schiff. Says pretty much the exact same thing. This is Putin's war, he says. Senseless, tragic. He says they will be held accountable. We go down here to Nancy Pelosi. Same thing. An attack on the Ukraine is an attack on our democracy. Well, what about an attack on our southern border? What about an attack on our constitution and our babies? Is that attack? On democracy, she goes on to say, I applaud the POTUS for this, for his forceful, uh, for his um, forceful leadership. Okay, let's go up here. Eric Swalwell, same thing. Do you see the talking points, ladies and gentlemen, of Hillary Clinton, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Representative Swalwell, uh, Joe Biden? They're, all of their talking points are the same exact talking points as the mainstream media. And when I say mainstream media, I'm literally talking about every single alphabet media that you can think of outside of R-A-V or O-A-N. Pretty much everybody else is lock and step with this. You got some people, like Fox News, blaming it on... Well, I would say some people on Fox News, I should say, blaming it on... um, politicians here in the United States. We'll put it that way. We'll put it simple, okay? You'll have other, other stations like CNN, CS, CNBC, MSNBC, and the rest blaming it on Putin. Long story short, it's two sides trying for the same exact thing, and it's war, and it's senseless war, and I do not support or trust any of the names 
that I just read from on that list. It's all fake, and it's all for the same exact thing, power, control. Even General Michael Flynn put out a statement and said the same exact thing today. Both sides are at fault for a lot of stuff, and it's senseless war, but it's pushing more towards globalism. And then he reiterated the very famous saying that Steve Bannon in the war room says, elections have consequences, catastrophic, uh, 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 stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Now, I want to read to you because a lot of people don't know who is in NATO, who's a part of NATO. I'll read them to you. Albania, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, France, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Iceland, Italy, Latvia, Lithuania, Luxembourg, Montenegro, the Netherlands, North Macedonia, Norway, Poland, Portugal, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Turkey, the United Kingdom, and the United States of America. Okay? And that was founded in 1949. It wasn't as large. It didn't have as many uh, people in it then as it does now, as many countries as it does now. But it was started in 1949. And ever since then, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a constant battle, especially around 1979. It's been a very constant battle back and forth over that region. And the Soviet Union in 1979, they had a strategic secret plan that was literally going to cripple NATO within 72 hours. Obviously, that didn't work, and the Soviet Union got broken up. What you're hearing in the background is our guest. Uh, It's not muted on his side, ladies and gentlemen, so you're hearing a lot of uh, background noise. We're going to take care of that real quick. Don't worry. But But this has been going on for a long time. This is nothing new. This is exactly why the left has constantly been trying to get in a war with Russia because it's a constant battle between Russia. Um, well, now they have China on their side and Iran and they're wanting, they want that region. They want that region. They want Assad's region. They want all of it because they think it rightfully belongs to them. Just like China thinks that Taiwan rightfully belongs to them. And it's a constant never ending battle. This is nothing new. And the Democrats have been trying to start this war for a very, very, very long time. And when I said President Trump called them out, it's because none of the NATO uh, countries were paying their fair share. And all of that bill basically relied on the taxpayers of the United States of America. President Trump went in there and said, start paying your fair share. I'm sure you remember the rest. They did not like it. And here we are today. Don't think that this is just Putin, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that this is just uh, the bad guys trying to take out the good guys. We've got plenty of bad guys right here on our side. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Ben Berkwam down at CPAC. We'll be right back right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ben, I see you up there, my brother. I saw you mute yourself. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Can you hear me now, my friend? I got you, brother. All right, good, 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 good. I just want to make sure that I've got everything here working exactly right. So if you just give me one second, my friend. How's everything going down there? It's busy. It's, uh, yeah. It's CPAC, right? It's CPAC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on yeah. one second here. You are live to the social media audience, so if you'd like to say hello, they can hear you at least. Hello, hello, social media audience. All right. God bless America. God bless my, America. My old saying was, God bless America, Trump is your president. <laughs> the real one, but, you know. All right, here, so let me uh, play around with this for a minute. It's going to be what it is. Yeah, it's such a shame. What's that? So, oh, just... To think how far we've fallen in a year and one month, this country is just. Oh, I know. I know. I know. And you know what? Our vacuum. We knew this was going to happen. We all knew yeah. this oh, was going to yeah. happen. I mean, we. Yeah. A zebra, as they say, a zebra doesn't change its spots. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hold on one second here, sir. I'm just having a little bit of trouble, but that's okay. Uh, my audience is okay with it. They understand. They love you. All right, there we go. Gotcha. All right, 
Let's come back from this break now, Ben. We'll bring you right in. We got a lot to talk about. I know you're busy there, so I don't want to hold you up. Uh, audience, get ready to share, 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 because we're bringing Ben back in in T-minus. All right, here we go. And welcome back to Real America's Voice News Live from America. I am Jeremy Harrell, the host of the show. And literally, ladies and gentlemen, this show would not be what it is without not only the Live from America family who built and basically owns everything you see me sitting inside of right now, but the Real America's Voice family, people honestly looking for real news and honest views. They don't want to see just talking heads anymore. They don't care what the guy or girl on the other side uh, looks like as long as they're feeding them the truth. Speaking of truth... We've got one of uh, Real America's voice-owned correspondents uh, down in Florida at CPAC, Mr. Ben Berkwam. Always giving the truth. Ben, thank you, and welcome back to Live from America. Always an honor, brother. Great to be with you. So I got to ask. Was my, that, that, was my, that was my official intro, uh, about, you know, you know, salutation. Showing respect for the show, right? Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. you know what? The show would not even be the show if it wasn't for you either, my friend. You played a big part in that. So let's get right down to brass tacks. You're down at CPAC, okay? A year ago, we started the Save America Freedom Tour at CPAC. We've been all over the country. Right. We've been all over the country. I wish we'd been to more places than we have, but it is what it is. It's not easy to be out there on the road. It's not easy for schedules to line up. But one thing that we found out overall, through all our journeys is all of the pain and suffering that Americans have felt at the hand of this illegitimate regime since the very beginning. And we said it before the commercial break, and it's a famous saying on the war room, you know it, elections have consequences, stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. And it seems like everywhere we went, somebody had uh, different gripes about this administration. So it's not just they're failing on the economy. It's not just they're failing on the southern border. They're failing everywhere. If this was a school, a classroom, and they got the report card, it would go F, 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 F. There would be no A's, there'd be no B's, there'd be no C's, there'd be no bailouts. Unless you're a blue state and you're looking for COVID money. So, Ben, are you hearing that same stuff down at CPAC with people coming from all over the world to CPAC? Are you hearing those same gripes still? Oh, yeah. And then compounded. Uh, what's interesting is, you know, you think about it. You said F, 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 F. I almost feel like if you had tried to fail, you couldn't have failed harder or worse than they're failing. I mean, you look at every single situation and it's really, I mean, it's, it's, it's good versus evil. It's like God confounding the wisdom of the wise and they're, you know, everything they're trying, it's, it's, it's being confounded and they're failing. Uh, and, and the shocking thing to me is you look at the uh, difference of perspective from somebody that here, that's here at CPAC with their eyes wide open and the whole, uh, the whole saying or theme of this CPAC is awake, not woke. You compare the eyes of the awake versus the eyes of the woke and the mental gymnastics that it takes for people on the left to come up with some sort of answer to the utter failure that Joe Biden and the Democrats have been. And there is none. And But the worst part is, so it's, we're in an interesting place. I mean, in some ways, uh, our opportunity has never been better. This, this is a golden platter of opportunity for conservatives with our message to communicate and wake people up to the realities of the evils of the left. But at the same time, the stakes have never been higher because if they get what they want, if the left gets what they want, it only took Venezuela 20 years to go from a prosperous country to a failed dictatorship, a failed communist dictatorship. And that's really, you know, you look at where we're at in this country, obviously our foundation is stronger. We have some fundamentals that are better uh, be in the world's economy, the, the, the lingua franca of the world and, and other things. But we are on the verge. Our nation and the world is on the verge of, of utter devastation. And yeah, Ukraine is, is simply a symptom of the root problem of godlessness, of the decay of, of, uh, of the values of God, family, country, everything that we're seeing. And, and the, the border is the same thing. It's a symptom of the godless left. Uh, it's, it, you know, each one of these, they're, they're simply compounding. So when you talk to people here, everyone, I was asking about Ukraine and it was, we would not have this problem if it weren't for, uh, if, if, if President Trump was in office. But at the same time, if, if President Trump was in office, we also wouldn't be seeing just how bad the left really is. And I, I, I want to equate it to Obama. When Obama was in office, that's what gave us President Trump. And a lot of people during Obama and gave us the Tea Party and the uprising like we'd never seen in, in 50 years. 
Uh, and a lot of people said, well, we'll never be able to save America after Obama. He was so terrible. In reality, we've got the best president we've had since Lincoln, if not before. Uh, so now is an opportunity. As long as we can save it, this is, I would say it's, you know, America's last chance to really get it back. But if, if, if history is a guide, we were able to do it under Obama and get the best president. And, and again, now it's even worse. So we're, we're seeing people wake up. We have, I'm talking to people all the time that are de former Democrats that woke up. The key is, can we stop the election fraud? Can we prevent that from happening before we spiral down into becoming Venezuela or Cuba or, or Russia or any of these other failed states? Well, one thing that we have this time, Ben, that we did not have before is a new energy in the Republican Party that I have not seen since Reagan and maybe even never have seen. I, I maybe have never seen so many angry people ready to step up and ready to take that spear and plunge it towards the enemy as I'm seeing lately. So that is the one good thing that we do have. I want to ask you a question. Last year, I was at CPAC and I was pressed last year. It was my first time there. And I, I don't know if you know, I don't know if you remember this, but I said, I don't know about this, man. It seems very rhino. It seems very elite to me around here. I didn't like it. I didn't get the vibe that I wanted to get. Now, however, you're there this year. I'm not. I'm hearing that that's changed a little bit. I'm hearing that MAGA has taken over CPAC and that it is now Trump's event. Is there any truth to that? Does it feel different than last year? Does it feel more America first? It, it does. Uh, you know, the, the, there's been a shift, not just last year. I've, I've been coming for the last four years. And when I first came, it felt like an elite establishment, GOP, rhino clubhouse, you know, meeting. And, and it, was, it was not comfortable. And over the years, though, uh, there's been some discomfort. People that really were on our side fighting uh, got removed and there were some battles going on. But I would say this year was the first year when you have, you know, Ron DeSantis, you have President Trump, you have Donald Trump Jr. You look at the, the list of speakers, you look at the topics that are being discussed. Uh, it is not Liz Cheney's Republican Party, thank God. It's not George W. Bush's Republican Party. Uh, it is it is MAGA. And, and but there is still it's we're not there yet. I would say the 90 percent of the people and even the organization are there. But there's still that underlying angst of, of you know, pushing back the, the, the rhinos trying to push against President Trump. You still have people saying, well, should we? I have people coming to me and saying, well, I'm hearing that we should move on from President Trump, that we need to go back. And, you know, we want to we want to have some of those conversations where we, we're, we're back in it. We need to kind of, you know, find some common ground again. And I'm like, uh, but that's those are the minority conversations where those used to be the majority. I think people have really woken up. And all you have to do is look at what we did on Monday, President's Day. We went out to, to uh, President Trump, uh, Trump International Golf Course in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, and had hundreds of people out there. For President Trump, there is nobody in the political arena today on Republican or Democrat side that can gather the support that President Trump has. No one even close. I mean, Ron DeSantis is here. Florida loves Ron DeSantis, but even Ron DeSantis doesn't have it. Marjorie Taylor Greene is loved. Matt Gates is loved. You've got a lot of these people that are loved, but nobody to that extent. So before we talk about moving on to anyone else, because you know that's in the conversation, they're gonna have the straw poll about who, who we're gonna wanna elect in 2024. Uh, you cannot ignore the fact the base is Trump. The base is well. MAGA. Hold on, and hold until... on, hold on, Ben. I want to. I just want to. Since we're on this and we're we're limited for time, I want to talk about moving on from Trump because it seems like at CPAC, it seems like they've moved on from the fraudulent 2020 election, and that kind of ticks me off. I'm not hearing any talk about it. I'm not hearing talk. I'm not hearing any talk unless I go looking for it, unless I bring somebody on the show, unless it's me that's driving the conversation. Where in the hell is the conversation about the 2020 fraudulent election? It seems to me like the majority of the people that are in charge have moved on from that already. Am I wrong? Is there any talk about that at all down there? I, you're right. You're right. I don't hear much about it. And that's that's one of the biggest concerns when I'm talking to people here. How do we move on to 2022 and 2024 unless we deal with 2020? And that that's still yet to be seen. The problem is the only things places that would fix it are the attorneys general that, that would actually come around to do this. And the states that we're talking about, I know there's some there's some lawsuits going on. There's some uh, conversations going on with uh, with people uh, like uh, Mark Fincham in, in Arizona. And there's but I actually think I think people are getting tired of hearing about it. It's like one of those things, even on our side. Yes, we want it to be done. We want uh, we want an outcome for 2020. But I think most people at this point feel like it's not going to happen. And that I think that's 
a reflection of why you're not hearing it. It's like how many times do you have to keep saying the same thing, expect the different results. It's like expecting Hillary Clinton to be arrested for the treason that we know she committed. Joe Biden to be arrested for the treason that we know he committed. I there know, but we, that- we, we got to keep pushing it, though. You know, people like you and me, I we got to keep pushing to. it. And, we, we and, and, and listen, to the audience that's watching us now, I see it every day. What Ben's saying, I see it every day. People are like, well, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen anyway. And I get it. I understand the frustration. But you putting that out in the universe like that, that's what makes it not happen. You not, right. you not echoing that stuff day in and day out, regardless of what people say, think, or feel, that is what's going to make it not happen. The only thing that makes it happen is perseverance and determination and never letting it die. I'm not going to let it die until President Trump is back in the White House, and I'm not going to let it die after that either, Ben. I'm going to keep going until every one of my audience members goes, I'm not listening to you anymore. Uh, You know what I mean? Um, And, uh, okay, so I'm going to give you the last one. Can I just say say one thing to that? Yes, yes. So this is one of those things. We're in a battle versus uh, good versus evil. The evil is always going to try to diminish you. It's always going to try to silence you. It's always going to try to move on from you. The key is we cannot compromise with evil any, lo- any longer. The reason we're in this position is because we compromised with evil for too long. It's time for good men and women, righteous men and women to rise up and say no more. It's defeat the evil, and that's it. We continue forward in that in that path. Ben, 30 seconds. Are you going to be part of the trucker convoy or covering it, I should say, uh, going to Washington, D.C. If you, when you leave Florida? Yeah. In fact, I was going to leave here early to catch it. Uh, we've got people embedded. We've got Michael Yon down there right now with the first convoy. We've got Josh Fulford down there as well. So we're going to be going to them. We've got another convoy starting tomorrow. We're going to be going to them. And at some point, whether I leave here, we got an event on Monday, I will be joining it at some point. So I just don't know exactly when yet. Okay. Well, you guys check out uh, FrontlineAmerica.com. My boy, Ben Berkwam, my brother from another mother. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for continuing to fight. That's what you do, man. You fight. And you know what? I've been on the road with you. I can't stop you. I can't keep you away from the border. I can't keep you safe. You're just jumping into the fire. So, hey, I love you, brother. Thank you very much. And uh, love you too, man. We'll, we'll talk love soon, okay? All right. Yes, sir. Thank you, Ben. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Berkwam. From Real America's Voice News, again, FrontlineAmerica.com. Do not miss what he's doing on the border. Do not miss his excursions out there. He's fighting for America stronger than almost any other reporter out there, so we got to give him props, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. We will be right back right after this with more Live from America. Please stay tuned. Yeah, it's a hard job, you guys. This it's a hard job what Ben's doing. It's a hard job, you know, what me and other people are doing, you know, to to beat the dead horse constantly. Beat that and I hate to say it like that, but beat that dead horse every single day about election fraud and what's happening now. And sometimes it really stinks because I can't there's no movement on it. No matter how many people I press offline, no matter how many people I press off air and and send emails and and text messages and call and be like what's going on now? I mean, you guys wouldn't you guys wouldn't even understand the amount of time that is spent to try to find out what tiny little bit of movement there might be in a state regarding election fraud. It's so frustrating on my end because not only am I looking at it the same exact way that you guys are looking at it, but I also have a duty to bring you guys updates on what's going on and there's not always an update and it really is hard uh, to do it. But you know what? That's our job. That's what God put us here to do. And we're going to do it. I saw some people say that they've been sharing live from America on True Social till I get there. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I, I, and again, folks, for the rest of this year, here's where you're going to find me. You're going to find me primarily on Telegram, Getter, True Social, and Rumble. Those are my primaries right there. Of course, there's others as well, but those are going to be my primaries going through here this uh, 2022. I want to thank Nick. God bless you, Nick, for the uh, for the Rumble rant. I appreciate that. Ben, a real American hero, says Bobby Driver. You are not lying there. When is True Social coming? Well, it's out now. A lot of people have been, especially today, a lot of people got in today. I believe I'm still on a waiting list. I haven't checked today, but I will look. Um... Someone's saying, please stop trying to divide everybody. Don't know what that means. But definitely, if we're dividing, we don't want to do that. Thank you, Margie. I appreciate that. It's, it's, it's nice to hear that once in a while. So we're going to come right into a story that's really going to probably tick you off about election fraud. Somebody that we thought we had as an ally now caving. Not good, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? All news, as long as it's the truth, 
is good news. So that's what we're going to talk about now. Stay with me. Here we go. Folks, welcome back to Live from America. It was great to have Ben Berkwam come in down from CPAC. I understand what he's going through to bring the stories, to bring the truth. I was down there with him last year. It's a never-ending battle to get the truth out. It's a never-ending battle. And you want to know something? We're constantly being canceled. We're constantly being shut off from finances, shut off from people trying to fund what we do. And that is why you always see so many people with promo codes saying, use my promo code here, use my promo code here. It's not like they're begging for money. They're asking you to help them grow while you get something in return and you're helping another company grow and three people all win. It's a win-win-win solution. You know what I mean? And that is how we have to build these parallel economies in order to fight them because they own everything. So that is why when I say MyPillow.com, don't forget the LFA promo code. You know what I mean? When I say go to MyStore.com or PatriotFoods.com, so that we can make sure that the American companies are growing while we're receiving something and the show grows. And Ben is doing, Ben's out there, doesn't even know where his next dime is going to come from because Real America's Voice could be shut down tomorrow. Look how they shut down all the opposition. You know what I mean? So give a big shout out to Ben down there doing that. Let's move on to this next story. And this is not a story that you guys are all going to like, but it's a story that you all need to hear. And that is State Senator Karen Fan in Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds like she's caving to the pressure, Arizona Senate President Karen Fan claims, and I quote, we really don't have a mechanism to decertify the 2020 election. And that's not true because we do have a mechanism. We have a mechanism called Mark Burnovich, who thinks he's Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles and does nunchuck videos every day. We do have a mechanism. Mark Fincham gave us that mechanism. And we do have a mechanism called the American people and the people of Arizona who want the audit done. And we have a mechanism because of all the fraud and proof. So I don't understand what she's talking about when a legislature has plenary power to recall electors. But anyway, let's get into the story because Arizona Senate President Karen Fan recently stated that she does not believe the Arizona state legislature can decertify the fraudulent 2020 election after the Maricopa County election audit discovered evidence of uh, illegal activity upwards of, I would say, of upwards of a million ballots in the 2020 election and hundreds of thousands of questionable ballots. Uh, Arizona State Representative Mark Fincham introduced a resolution to desert, excuse me, decertify Arizona's irredeemably compromised election. Okay. Senate President Karen Fan played a major role in producing the first ever forensic audit in history in Arizona. And she did. She did. So I don't understand the flip-flop over the, over the you know, last six, seven months. But she's now taking the stance of the Arizona House Speaker, Rusty Bowers. Well, look at that. Deeming this historic resolution to reclaim a stolen election unconstitutional. I don't understand... Why these rhinos, well, I do understand it. I get it. I get it. But it's, it just bo- mind boggles me how these people think that it's unconstitutional to bring back something that was clearly fraudulent and fraud vitiates everything. It's in the Constitution. But they like to play these little word games with people. Now, Representative Fincham, who we have on the show all the time, challenged Rusty Bauer's legal counsel to debate the legality of his resolution with his attorneys. Perhaps Senate President Karen Fan's attorneys could join in on this as well. Maybe she and they would learn something. But in, a, in an interview with Jordan Conradson, she, uh, Conradson said, there's no doubt that the election laws were broken. The machines were connected to the Internet. Files were deleted. What are your thoughts on Representative Fincham's resolution to decertify? Karen Fan's answer, and I quote, well, as much as some of our people would, like, would not like to hear this, but we really don't have a mechanism to decertify, she said. The scholars will tell you that. Now, the scholars, are we talking about the same expert scholars that told us about coronavirus from day one and they, com- and they were completely wrong? Those guys? You're talking about those experts? Those, those kind of experts, Karen? Karen. She's, the, she's about to be the ultimate Karen. She says, now, here's what will happen because this is new. Anybody watch House of Cards? Jordan says, You said there's not a mechanism to decertify. Mark Fincham's resolution is the mechanism. Karen Fan, but it's past the time and you can't do it retroactively. Jordan says, but you can reclaim the electors. Karen, no, you can't. According to all the attorneys, we can't do that, she says. It's past the time to do that. Oh, isn't that convenient? So let's talk about it, she says. I know we would love to. 
Nobody misses Trump more than I do, she says. Trust me on this one. I wish he was there. Look at all the horrible things that have happened in America over the last, you know, 14 months, she says. It's appalling, and I'd love to have him back, but we have to work with the, within the system. Really? You have to work within a broken, fraudulent system? Come on, Karen, don't get the dumb, dumb award of the day. And part of that system, she says, is that we do not have, or that we do not have in 2020 or even until now, there's no mechanism to actually decertify as much as we would love Trump to be back in. There's just not. The mechanism is is that what we do is we do these audits and we find, and then Jordan cut her off and he goes, whoa, whoa. So you're saying there's no mechanism to decertify federally. Are you saying state legislature? She says state legislature. He says, do we not have the plenary power over our elections? She says, no, not according to the attorneys. Well, isn't that nice, Senate President Karen Fan? Not according to the attorneys. Um, I have a constitution that says otherwise. So who breaks, who's, who's, who's higher rank here? Who's higher rank here? Your rhino paid attorneys or the constitution? I'm a little confused on that. And I'm a little confused why a president of a state Senate would be so stupid to say such stupid things. Unbelievable. She says, we don't. And they will give you the reasons why on this one, she says. So let's move on that. So let's move on on that one. That's what she wants to do. Move on. And let me tell you, the best thing that you can do on this one is because of those problems. And remember, even in Arizona, had a mechanism to do that. Even if Arizona had a mechanism to do that, it's only Arizona. So she's saying that even if Arizona was to do this, it's only Arizona. It's not going to make a difference. So Jordan says, well, how do we restore voter confidence if we don't fix 2020? And she says, well, first and foremost, we have to wait or we have to have to reinstall voter confidence in the 2020 with the 2020, uh, 2022 election, because it's coming up right now. So while we're still fighting the 2020 battle, we need to make sure that, you know, the liberal media, Democrats, oh, nice to get that word in there. Nice wordplay. Bring it right back. Make yourself look like a hero. I'm not even going to continue reading, ladies and gentlemen. It's just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous the way these people, you think they're going to fight for you and they don't. So it seems like the only person, people, I should say, persons, who are fighting, really fighting in the state of Arizona any longer is Representative Mark Fincham and gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake. They seem to be the only ones. So Arizonans, you know what to do. Light Karen fan up. We got that music? Hit it. Light her up. She turned on us as far as I'm concerned, and I'll be lighting her up tomorrow as well, all day long on a Friday. How do you like that? And I encourage all of you guys to do the same thing. I encourage all of you to do the same thing because it looks like her and little speaker Rusty Bowers are working hand in hand. Now, we're going to move on from that because earlier today on the War Room show, Steve Bannon asked the question that we all want to know is, where's Hunter? By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Where's Hunter? Hunter? Well, you know what? A better question might be, where is Hunter's flight travel records for 2010, 2011, and 2013? Secret Service doesn't seem to know. Let's get into it. we got a couple minutes here. The Secret Service is telling Republican investigators that it cannot find communications related to Hunter Biden's travel records for 2010, 11, and 13. When Joe Biden was the vice president, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, whom I love, sent the Secret Service a letter last month seeking unredacted records tied to Hunter Biden's travels between January 20, or 2009 and January 17th, or 2017, excuse me. So about a seven, uh, eight year period there. They asked for full travel records and criticized the agency for years of inappropriate redactions, especially related to a controversial Kazakhstan trip in 2014. The senators also lamented that three years of documents seemed to be missing entirely. Wow. James Murray, the director of the U.S. Secret Service, said the agency did not find any documents tied to the Republican requests in the letter in mid-February. Well, isn't that convenient? In consultation with the Department of Homeland Security on June 11, 2021, 
The Secret Service provided documents responsive to your request in accordance with law, longstanding, executive branch practice, and department-wide standards. Murray wrote to the GOP, In October of 2020, the Secret Service worked extensively with your committees and agreed to search parameters provided by our uh, your officers' offices to identify communications regarding Mr. Biden's travel. Long story short, blah, blah, blah. Where's our blah, blah, blah button? Let's play it. Blah, 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 blah. You want to know why Ukraine is at the heart of all of this? All you got to do is look no further than the Biden crime family. The Biden crime family. Now, before we go to this next Commercial break, you know we have to give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. We did not give it to her in time, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead and try to pull up that Dumb Dumb Award now. And we're going to go ahead and give it to, who do you think? Who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? Well, it's going to be Miss Karen Fan, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Karen Fan, you get the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. And having said that, we're going to get ready to go to our last commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. Thank you guys for sticking around tonight. We're almost done. Don't worry. We will be right back with more Live from America on Real America's Voice News right after this. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a couple more minutes left here. Um, I go to Jeremy for real news, says Liz Ellis. Well, God bless you, Liz. Thank you, girl. I appreciate that. Swamp has no bottom. It is worldwide, said our friend Donnie C. You are correct, my friend. Well, someone got a big, big payout to make them disappear. You're dang right they did. Three years of travel records right around the same time that the Biden crime family was bringing in that money. Yeah, of course they did. We've been getting screwed for a long time, folks. But enough is enough. Well, I will tell you this, okay? For everybody out there who is discouraged by everything that's going on, one thing that you have to keep in mind is that we are making a difference now that we're all involved, okay? We're going through birthing pains. We're going through really growing pains right now, and we all have to stick together. We're all doing things, ladies and gentlemen, that nobody else seems to want to do. So we just got to keep doing it. It will pay off. We will see some kind of payout at the end. Everything will come to fruition when it's all said and done. We just got to believe and we got to stay together and we got to keep fighting and we got to rely on God, ladies and gentlemen, for the energy and the stamina that we need to make this happen. It will work. You can't beat God, folks. It will work. Now, I want you all to stay, uh, stay right glued right here real quick because the end of this show is going to be... I think we need the end of the show. I think we need what we're about to do. So let's come back from this break. Ladies and gentlemen, I think one thing we always need to do is make sure that we recenter ourselves and recenter ourselves on the word of God. And there's plenty of ways that make us, uh, that, that get us back to the word of God. It, the simple way is just opening the Bible. But we can sing songs of praise to the Lord. But as long as we're doing it with the, with the right intentions, as long as we're doing it, giving all glory to God, then we will prevail because you can't beat God. So I'm going to end the show today with playing a beautiful rendition of Amazing Grace by my brother from another mother and one of the best musicians I've ever had the honor of doing music with, Dave Bray USA, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to DaveBrayUSA.com, get his new CD today, but I think we need to go to the Lord. So the rest of the show tonight, we are going to give honor and glory to God, and we are going to sing with, our, with one of our best friends here on Live from America, Dave Bray, USA. Take it out, Dave. I was 
blind But now I can see I was blind 